It's Saturday, October 2nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden called on House Democrats to hold off on voting a roughly $1 trillion infrastructure bill until after they reach an agreement on a separate social policy and climate bill, moving to again delay final passage of a central piece of his own agenda in a bid to unify rest of Democrats. Even as Mr. Biden endorsed progressives' push to hold up a vote on the infrastructure bill, however, he acknowledged in a closed-door meeting with House Democrats on Friday that the price tag of the social policy and climate bill would need to drop substantially below $3.5 trillion to closer to $2 trillion, according to lawmakers and aides. The infrastructure bill ain't gonna happen until we reach an agreement on the next piece of legislation, Mr. Biden told House Democrats. Exiting the meeting, Mr. Biden told reporters, it doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes, six days, or six weeks, we're going to get it done. The House took up a short-term extension of existing transportation programs instead of the infrastructure bill, passing it 365 to 51 on Friday night. The presidential visit to Capitol Hill appeared to diffuse, at least temporarily, a standoff between the progressive and moderate wings of the Democratic Party, who have feuded for weeks over Mr. Biden's agenda. Around the world, Secretary of State Antony Blinken will travel to Paris next week as the Biden administration continues with its efforts to heal a rift with the nation's oldest ally. During a visit from Monday to Wednesday, Mr. Blinken is set to meet French Foreign Minister Jean Yves Le Drian, who sharply criticized a new security partnership announced September 15th among the US, UK, and Australia in the Indo-Pacific. In advance of Mr. Blinken's trip, Karen Donfried, the newly confirmed Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, said Friday that repairing ties will take time and will take hard work, and it will need to be demonstrated not only with words, but also with deeds. The Biden administration has been heavily focused on repairing relations with France. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met Thursday with French Ambassador Philippe Etienne, who has returned from Paris after being recalled for consultations. The meeting followed a September 22nd phone call between President Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron, during which the leaders pledged to mend relations. In other news, for the second quarter in a row, Toyota has outsold General Motors in the U.S., illustrating how a continuing computer chip shortage is upending the usual sales pecking order. In the third quarter, Toyota said it sold 566,000 vehicles in the U.S., beating GM's sales tallies for the period by about 119,000 units. The Japanese automaker is now in a position to overtake GM for the year, having exceeded its rival's U.S. sales total for the first nine months. GM has long led the U.S. market in sales, but a prolonged shortage of semiconductors has continued to have a disproportionate effect on the Detroit automaking giant, leading to widespread disruptions at its factories. GM sales dropped nearly 33% in the third quarter. By contrast, Toyota was up 1.4% from a year earlier. Other car companies are also feeling the impact of the parts shortage, and the U.S. auto industry as a whole is expected to report its first quarterly sales decline for the year when final sales are tallied. In September alone, the industry's annualized selling pace hit 12.2 million, the lowest since the early days of the pandemic. And 
California is poised to impose the nation's first coronavirus vaccine mandate for school children, a move announced Friday that could push other states to follow, as many did after Governor Gavin Newsom ordered the first statewide stay-at-home order in the U.S. during the early days of the pandemic. Newsom said the mandate won't take effect for all children until the U.S. government has finished fully vetting the vaccine to age groups 12 to 15 and 5 to 11. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.